All right, guys, big episode of the Northeast Podcast. The Vikings get a new backup quarterback. The Wolves' schedule finally drops, and the Premier League is completely unpredictable. Here we go. Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How's it going, guys? Oh, uh, man. Great. So great. Boy, howdy. Third pod. Let's go. <laughs> we are men of the people. We are giving it, dude, three pods, zero ads. What more could you want? What more? Jimbo even ate, Jimbo even ate a little chocolate so he could stay up late for this one. Ooh, dark chocolate. That's the best. It really keeps you going. I'll be up All till right, three. Guys. Uh, before we dive into this sports cast, we need everyone to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordy's Podcast. Also, subscribe anywhere that you guys get your favorite podcasts from and get the Nordy's Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week for free. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Unbelievable. Do it. And also, go back and check out our Thrones cast. It's back, just like Game of Thrones, the biggest show in the world. We did a whole podcast just on episode one, so go check that out. Our screencast is amazing this week as well. Lots of news. And our breakdown of the prestige is can't miss. So go check both those can't out. Can't miss. Now, what are you guys drinking tonight? I, as a teacher here, I'm drinking what I'm supposed to be drinking. That's right. I'm drinking the Union Lager. The Fair State Union Lager. And can I just ask you, do you like it that much compared to other lagers? Union made. I love it. Okay. All right. That's all you got to say then. Because I think it's kind of, it's got a lot, it's got a lot more flavor than a lager I'm used to. So I thought it was a little weird, but dude, I'm just drinking the same thing. I'm drinking Hop Girl Summer again from 56. Uh, I'm on my second one of the night, so I'm good to go. I am drinking Costco Kentucky bourbon and a little bit of Coke Zero, and it's fucking delicious. And I'll tell you why. Costco's amazing. Because of the savings. And you can taste the savings. It's $20 for a liter, and it's better than most of the bourbons that you could buy for twice, three times, four times as much, or... If anything, it's exactly the same. Yeah. Right. And probably literally is it, the same in a different bottle. Um, and plus, re- 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 when you buy it, you get to get a cheap $1.50 hot dog and soda. So, I mean, that's pretty good. Absolutely. Um, Costco's the best store. I mean, if we're, we, we should power rank stores at some point, mm-hmm. but maybe on a later podcast. Yeah. I I feel like my rankings would change over the last few years. Things are switching in the, the game, but uh, I agree. I'm getting into that. We got to keep going with sports. All right, we do. So here we go, guys. Um, we're going to start out with some news. First up, Dodgers broadcaster David Bassey got seriously injured at a baseball game while he was uh, covering the game. What happened? Yeah, so did you see this? He He's like, you know, trying to do like the color commentary guy. Keep a four-hour broadcast interesting, which... I'm always impressed by them. I mean, really, I'm impressed that they try, not that they succeed. Um, so he goes down this slide, and he like hits well, so, the pad at so the bottom. Just a quick, just yeah. a quick. Let's let's give the audience just a, a little bit more context. It had been his dream for a long time to slide down at the Milwaukee Brewers Stadium, which they have this slide for any time the Brewers hit the home run. Their mascot goes up there and goes down the slide, and the crowd goes nuts. So he wanted to go down the slide just as like a little gimmick. Yeah. Uh, the Dodgers happen to be playing uh, the Brewers, and then mayhem ensues. Uh, you clearly know the story much better than I do. Uh, I'll say that. Uh, I just saw the clip where he goes down and rolls, I thought, sort of hard into like the backstop of the slide area. Uh, broke six ribs 
and fractured his wrist in the process. Yeah. Like very And injured. so they cut they cut back to him later in the game, they're like, uh, Dave or Mike or whatever it was, like, are you okay? And he's on the sideline in a fucking cast. Like yeah. the, the medical staff at the stadium put him in a hard cast and he had his sleeve rolled up and he was like, Yeah, you know, uh but I bet better, you know, like that kind of like dumb fucking sideline reporter guy shit. Uh, oh, that's the be- most interesting thing that's happened in baseball all year. All right, uh, next up, guys, uh, Kamaro Usman, the UFC champion, one of the greatest UFC fighters of all time, was stunned with one minute to go in a fight that he was most definitely winning um, by Edwards. I don't know his first name, um, who is the new champion at welterweight. Um, it was to keep him from winning his 16th straight UFC fight, which would have tied Anderson Silva for the most all time. He got mm. knocked out with a head kick with one minute to go in a fight that he was completely dominating out of nowhere. And people are saying it's one of the craziest knockouts in MMA history. For the belt. For the belt, yeah. And Usman is, like, arguably the greatest that's ever been in. I mean, I'm not saying yeah, he is. I, he must he be is, because I know I've heard of him, so he must be a big deal. probably in the five greatest fighters ever i mean he's just completely dominant before this fight he had never been taken down in his mma career um and many people had tried he's just decimated the competition and he was they were they were just saying like what a moral victory by edwards for sticking in this fight even though he's getting beat up and then he lands a head kick and wins. <laughs> sweet yeah all right so next up ryan uh you're gonna have to return your kellen mon jersey oh oh man i know and this was okay. Go ahead with the news update, and then I'll I'll comment afterward. Vikings trade a seventh round conditional seventh round pick to Las Vegas for their new backup quarterback Nick Mullins. So I actually really like this move. Um, he actually had to start some games for the Niners in a similar scheme offensively um, over the last couple of years, and has looked pretty suitable. And I think well, there's your there's your is that the quasi connection yeah there i think you're quasi with the niners quasi with the niners and then um koc with shanahan, shanahan offense, offense stuff. yeah i think they both kind of have a connection to that system um mullen is uh you know a, a capable backup quarterback i would say and i think that this should make vikings fans feel better about this that they are concerned about having a good backup quarterback um if they didn't think they were very good they probably just run it out with um, the guys they had and Nate within Manny and And I think this is them saying I, that they think they're pretty damn good. Oh man. I was so after the, his, after Kellen Mond's first preseason performance, I was optimistic that giving him a little bit more playing time could be beneficial mm-hmm. for the Vikings in the long run. I was thinking along the lines of when, um, uh, I forget who our QB was that originally got hurt, and then we traded for Sam Bradford, and then he got hurt, and then we had to start Case Keenum, and he played against the Pittsburgh Steelers at Pittsburgh and got absolutely waylaid, and we were like, well, throw this one in the garbage, and then they rattled off like nine wins straight after that, and we, you know, Minneapolis Miracle and that whole thing. So I was thinking that like being able to scheme the offense. Based around Sean Mannion is very limited. Being able to scheme the offense around someone like Kellen Mond, who has more skills, a larger skill set than Sean Mannion does in terms of mobility and all that stuff. Like, really all he needed was, like, a little bit of a chance. Um, and then he got the start into preseason game two, and it went terribly. 
and he looked awful. And my my whole take uh, went down the toilet very quickly. And Eric's right. Kellen Mond may never win a game in the NFL, and he may never he may never start a game in the NFL ever again. And uh, that might I think, be the last we've, we've ever seen of him. I think I just want to take a second to give some credit, right, as you just did with Eric, where, like, I think everybody in Minnesota was buzzing about Kellen Mond and he came off that first preseason game. <laughs> Eric, it feels like he's being Buzz Killington with, like, no, he, you guys, he stinks. Don't, no, don't, no, he well, stinks. But I, <laughs> then, I think the takes, we go. The, take, the takes nationally were, like, he wasn't perfect, but – he showed us something that we haven't seen before. Right. And so I was just thinking of like, if you based us like quarterbacks performance based on, I don't know, 20 dropbacks, 14 throws and a quarter and a half of play. And you threw them out because they didn't do well. Well, there would be no good starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Right. right. So I was just thinking of like, he, we haven't even gotten to see him. He hasn't gotten a chance to do anything. Let's see what he can do. I think we saw what he could do against a really good defense, and it's not much. It's not much. All right, a couple things in the NFL. Also, Tom Brady returns from a mysterious absence after almost two weeks away from the Bucs, showing that the preseason is a complete and total joke. At this point, the preseason games serve two purposes. One, to make the owners money, that they can charge full ticket prices for people to go watch meaningless games. And two, to try to round out the bottom 20 guys on your roster are pretty much the only things it's good for. Kirk Cousins is going to throw zero passes in the preseason. When they ask, I, th- how- I think I would say it's even lower than that. Ha- being being the only consumer of hard knocks, I would say it's really <laughs> like they're trying to round out the bottom five guys. Yeah, like which which depth piece would be the most important to the team? Is it this random D lineman? Is it this random safety? Is it this random wide receiver, you know, at these positions where they might be a little bit weaker? And if there's an injury, you you can throw this person in and they're not going to completely botch the entire operation. And that I really think I don't think that's the 20 guys. I think they know in practice very early on who is the top 45 players. And then it's just kind of like. Filling in needs based on positional depth. You know, one so, thing I'll add too that I heard that to build off what Eric said about the owners getting rich off these games, I heard that these games will never go away because the owners are essentially in control of the league and they only have to pay the players $500 each flat rate to be a part of these games. And so, and then, you know, they get whatever money they're going to get from tickets. And why would they, they probably be want eight games, preseason games, if they could get them. Yeah, they just like it because they make money. If you have season tickets, you have to buy them. They make a bunch of money off these games. And then in reality, so Kevin O'Connell, people were like, why aren't big-time players playing in these games? And he said the preseason at this point, it's not that important because they do these joint practices with controlled Mm -hmm. scrimmages, and they get all the live reps against other teams that they want possible. You know, they just sit and run through everything that they want to see for multiple days in a row. Cousins against the 49ers over and over and over and over and over, you know, and they both get those live reps and you can't hit the quarterback and you don't crush people. And it's, you know, really controlled. Well, and it eliminates, eliminates that randomness of a game, right? The game is unpredictable. You don't know what's going to happen. There's a fumble here, a pick here, a sack here and all this. And it's just like, nope, we're going to run. Even if we didn't get the first down, we're going to pretend like we did. And we're going to keep doing this, you know, this make believe uh, drive against this defense because we really want to get down to the goal line. And that's even better. 
It's it's more effective, it's more targeted, and it's more intentionally beneficial for both sides, right? The Niners want to work on their red zone defense, and the Vikings want to work on their red zone passing offense. So they can say like, yep, D lineman, don't, you know, pin your ears back, but don't touch him. We really just, we want to see the throws and we want the DBs to get exercise in covering this specific formation. So it's a win-win for everybody. Um, So in odds world, um, the Packers are the slight favorites uh, to win the division. Um, The Vikings are a pretty close second with, by all accounts, the Lions um, a distant, distant third. And the Bears are really distant. Um, so it looks to be a two-horse race between the Vikings and the Packers. And we get to start the season at home against the Packers with an opportunity to put ourselves up a game uh, right away. Electric. Electric really start to the season. Really I'm, I'm, I'm honestly already more nervous and excited. What's wrong? I care too much about <laughs> yeah. football, dude. I'm, like, dreading it. I can't wait, and I think we're going to win. We're going to put it on. We're going to win. All right. Uh, we're going to move to some NBA news here with the NBA right around the corner as well. Dennis Rodman is headed to Russia to free Brittany Griner. Free Brittany. I love it. He might do it. You never know. Or he's going to get stuck there too. Yeah. If he gets stuck there, Brittany Griner's never getting home because nobody's going to go there. They're not going to be like, okay, we need more prisoners for now two people. Um, So, you know, it's a gamble, but I hope it works out. I just don't know why he would be able to get it makes no sense to me. But it doesn't really make sense, but he has a thing with dictators. Um, yes, yes, yes. He has the, him and Kim Jong. Kim him Jong. and Kim Jong are yeah, they're boys. You know, maybe he can be like, "Yo, Putin, I'm clearly like kind of dumb, and I'm not like trying to steal secrets because I don't even know what you're talking about." Like, do you remember me from the Bulls? I know Michael Jordan. And then they're like, "Okay, what do you want? Like, thanks for hanging out with us. What can we do for you? Free Brittany Griner." Okay, that's crazy. I hope All so. Right, De- De- Dennis Rodman has nothing to offer yeah. Vladimir Putin. And he has nothing to lose, nothing. so send him. All right, so uh, next up we have uh, the Wolves, new broadcaster. He's from Brooklyn. What do we know about him? You know, I don't know that much about him. Um, I know that he's won an Emmy, which is cool. I know Jim Peterson is very excited to work with him, which is cool. Um, Jim Peterson is a treasure, like a state treasure. He's one of my favorite broadcasters. Um I don't know who steals takes from whom at this point because I've been listening to him for so long that I generally yell out something and then he says it right after. Um, but I know that that we mesh and we're boys. So I'm happy to have him. Dave Benz uh, had a way of making a huge moment feel almost anticlimactic by sharing a fact about ants. Uh, that wasn't that cool. So I don't know what did him in in the end, but he got fired and we got a new guy and I'm ready to welcome this new guy with uh, open arms and, and be excited to hear his, his, what he brings to the broadcast. I, I think number one would be his experience level probably was becoming costly and maybe in an industry where they're trying to, you know, in a, in a small market sure. or a small market team, they're trying to like save some money here and there and, you know, Dave Benz at a million a year versus some new guy at 250 looks very appealing. So um, I'm excited. You know, he's going to bring a, a fresh perspective to a fresh new Wolves team, you know, kind of out with the old. I I don't necessarily want to hear Dave, you know, lamenting the times of Kevin Love, you know, on the broadcast anymore. So yeah. maybe maybe getting some, some new life um, into, you know, somebody next to, to Jim Pete. Let's go. I, I'm excited. I think it's cool. Uh, I hope Dave does something cool because he seems like a very sweet guy, but 
I'm ready for for Michael Grady. And well, with his with his experience, I'm sure he'll land something yeah. at some point. You know, like like something will come up. I and I you know wish him nothing but the best. But let's you know we're gonna back Grady and let's go. Let's go. All right. So in some non wolves news, LeBron James extends with the Lakers two years, ninety seven million. It's a lot of money. I think it's like right on the money, right on the money. Like this is yeah. like the kind of money he should be getting for sure. Like I just people who are like, oh, he's getting paid. It's like, well, he's a great player. He's fallen in off. the biggest, yeah. biggest basketball city in the country. He's fallen off to like the fifth best player in the league. Like, damn. Yeah. They signed him up for five years. It's a short term contract to keep him in L.A. Like, so does he retire a Laker? Probably. I think like I think when you think about his like business stuff, um, the Lakers make the most sense. I can just imagine the Lakers picking Bronny is my guess. He'll probably be Yeah, but that's the thing. Like what if they can't and it doesn't work out and then does he does does LeBron go to one more team to be to play with his kid? He's a fringe pro, I think, at best. Yeah. And he'll get drafted he'll be deep. in he'll be deep. So they just grab him like Maybe well, half a round higher, and it's all good. There's only two rounds. They'll take him halfway through the second round, Bronny James, and then LeBron will be happy. You know, yeah. like he's not going to be a good pro. He's not. He's he's not very really big. He's like an undersized guy for what he's what he needs to be. He's never going to be a superstar. He probably never be a good pro player. So they'll draft him. He'll retire a Laker. Yeah. Okay. We're interesting takes on Bronny. I'm going to remember you said that, but interesting. We're not we're not haters on LeBron on this show. All no right, so, he's he's six two one eighty. Yeah, he's just not big. As, as a seventeen-year-old. Well, Eric, he's not a full-grown man yet. He's seventeen. Sure, but like, what's he gonna be? Six four tops? I mean, his brother is much bigger. His brother's like six six or something already, and he's like three years younger. Oh, so I think Bronny's he's like you know a top twenty-five. Is that Bryce? Yeah, he's much bigger. Bronny's like a good player, and he's gonna be a good college player. But I think like we'll see if he's ever gonna be a CPA. That's that might not be in the cards for him, but he'll get drafted because his dad's LeBron James. Um, so the Wolves' schedule—they have 16 nationally televised games, but really they have 10 because um, six of them are on NBA TV. So yeah, I don't count of their, that. Of their Big Ten games, uh, mostly of them are on the road. Uh, they play on November 11th at Phoenix on a Tuesday night on TNT. Then that that Friday. They play at home at nine o'clock on ESPN against the Bucks. That's a big game. That's great. Big game. Love that one. Um, a week later, they play at Memphis the next Friday night on ESPN. Two Friday nights in a row on ESPN for the Wolves. The Braves. rematch of the first round of the playoffs. I love that. And they go a couple weeks uh, halfway through December. They play a Wednesday night at the Clippers on ESPN. Um, then later in the year, uh, mid. Uh, January, they play a Wednesday night on ESPN at Denver. Um, a month later, they play on TNT on a Tuesday night at Denver again. Um, late February, they play a Sunday night, 6.30 on ESPN against the defending champ Golden State Warriors on the road. Uh, they play again oh, in prime time on a Tuesday night against the Clippers on the road. They host in March a uh, TNT Tuesday night game against uh, the 76ers. And their last big game of the year is uh, the end of March. They host the Phoenix, or they're at the Phoenix Suns on a Wednesday night on ESPN. So, okay, lots of Western Conference matchups, most of them on the road or the Wolves. And plus, and think, what billion bucks, huh, for the East? Okay, yeah, and I think notably, um, when I looked at the Wolves' schedule, my initial thought was that we get off to a very easy. Yeah, yeah. When I looked at it, I think it's it's going to let our guys kind of warm up a little bit. Okay, Daniels ready to show off his fucking gains over the summer. Can't wait. 
OKC, Utah, OKC, San Antonio, San Antonio, Lakers, San Antonio to start the year. Yeah. Uh, one of and those. The Jazz are like, I mean, they're trying to get rid of Donovan Mitchell now, too. They're like done. They'll be terrible. I, there yeah. might not be a winning record at the end of the year out of those teams if any of it will be the Lakers. Well, why would, right. and why would Donovan Mitchell even play? Right, that's a good point. With what they're doing, still even there, yeah. So, hey, nice start. That's kind of ridiculous, actually. The next, the next bunch of teams though does get difficult after that easy start. At Phoenix, Milwaukee, Houston, New York, Phoenix. At Memphis, at Cleveland, at Orlando, at Philadelphia, Miami. Mm -hmm. That's a little tougher. Yeah, we had the East, the heavy hitters of the East. When you say New York, was that Nets or was that uh, Knicks? Knicks, and and then the thing is with. With um, this schedule, the one thing that's in the world's favor is that the Eastern Conference is so much better than the West. Like, most of the good teams in the league this year are going to be in the The West should be way down. It should be wide open for the Wolves to make a big run here. I love it. I mean, with the Jazz um, just selling off and not trying to compete this year, that that was somebody in front of us. I think the Lakers are still behind us. Um, dude, I'm I'm still sticking with uh, three to four seed. That's where I'm at. Can't wait. Do you guys? And I think the the matchups in the marquee, you know, time slot on national TV against the Denver Nuggets will be pretty telling of where this team stands. I think the Nuggets and I'm not are saying, like most direct competition. Yeah, I think it's I, like, and it's I'm not saying the Warriors, we should win. obviously, and I think the Clippers unfortunately are going to jump us, which sucks because um, they're going to be healthy now. And then you start to get into like Nuggets Wolves territory, which is amazing. Yeah, and, and I don't, I don't know, but... I don't know enough about the Nuggets themselves, but obviously we've got the Connolly connection. Um, so maybe you know they have a little bit more motivation. I don't really care. I just want to see this team compete with the best teams in the league and mm-hmm. see what we got. Like no more of these like slough off games where we give them an excuse and be like, well, you know, they were fucking tired. That all of that shit, we the the expectations are now yeah. significantly higher. So like the excuses aren't going to work moving forward. They they're going to need to make that leap to be like we are better than Denver mm-hmm. this season. Clearly, we, right? Not we, just like well, are yeah. they? You know, sometimes sometimes they are. Yeah, they consistent. Yeah. Like, damn, dude, they're tough. A home away, like that's really the the you know um, the reputation we need to build. And even if we lose, right? Like we want to be that. I, I want the Wolves to be that team that everyone is like. D- we don't want to get them. We don't. We don't. Even if they're the five seed or the six seed, we don't. We don't want to play them. Yeah. That's we. We don't. We don't want that matchup. That we don't like that. I think the Wolves are being slept on really badly, guys. Like I, I just think that the odds for the Wolves are stunning. So mm-hmm. they're currently. That's uh, Eric. Real quick, that's two Minnesota teams now that you think that people are sleeping on between the Vikings and the Wolves, and I'm just I'm just going to warn you: you're wandering into dangerous territory to get yourself hurt. So, <laughs> so in the NBA, um, the Wolves currently have the 14th best odds to win the title. That's too low. Mm-hmm. 14th teams ahead of us: the Toronto Raptors with their star player Scotty Barnes, <laughs> the Dallas Mavericks. Sure, I'll give it to you. They have Luca. Memphis. Yeah. They're similar to us. Denver. What does Denver have outside of Jokic? Jokic. They can't get out of the first round of the playoffs. Jokic's brothers in the stands. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, The Nets, who are their players, are trying to leave the team. Like I just, the Lakers are significantly ahead of us. Like I just don't get it. And then even in the in the Western Conference, the odds for us to win the Western Conference are currently the eighth best odds. They think we're going to be the eighth seed. 
They have Wrong. number one, yeah. Golden State, number two, Clippers, number three, Suns, number four, Lakers, number five, Nuggets, six, Mavericks, seven, Grizzlies, well, and eight, Timberwolves. I got a, I got a quick argument yeah. uh, in favor of that. The Timberwolves have never done anything yeah. to prove otherwise, so... Um, they're going, you know, based on public sentiment too. So Dude, I that, got that's baked into it. I got a hundred bucks on two or three of these bets. Like I, I, I want some money in this this year because, like last year, remember I was like, hammer the over, hammer the over on the wins, and I didn't. And then for a while, I was like really glad. Uh, yeah, I didn't. but like, and then there I was, was like, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say there was a later, there was a month long. Like, yeah, I really knew I should have done it. There was a month long stretch where you were like, boy. I couldn't have been more wrong about hammering the over. Yeah, <laughs> and then they nailed the over. They smashed the over by four, five, six, eight games or something. I don't. They or maybe more. I don't remember. But um, dude, I'm ready to hammer the over this year. Let's go because the over is so, low. The other good thing is is that the Wolves have two guys in the top eighteen for MVP odds. So your favorites are Luca and Embiid, then Giannis and Jokic, Durant, Tatum, Curry, Morant, Kawhi, LeBron, Devin Booker, Trey Young. Anthony Davis, Dame Lillard, Jimmy Butler, Carl Anthony Towns, Zion Williamson, and Anthony Edwards. Yeah, I don't see either of those guys getting up there this year. I mean, <laughs> I think if 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 you had if John Morant and Anthony Edwards had the exact same statistical lines, people will pick John Morant because yeah. he's like flashier and I don't know. I think a little bit Cat more consistently over- puts up like really good flashier. stat lines. Like Cat has great stats. If he bumps up each of those categories by a little bit and maybe has like averages an extra half a block a game, um, and then we win and we win a lot and we win the fucking like we're we're like a two seed, um, then sure. Or even like uh, maybe Matt, then I can Matt, see Cat. Cat's not that guy. <laughs> He's not that guy, pal. No, you're not that guy. Ed, yeah. Edwards, Edwards is. Edwards is the guy on the Timberwolves who will be in the combo for MVP in the future. In the future. Maybe not this year. I hope only that. if we oh win. God. Only if we win, dude. Yeah. We're going to win. we got to win. We're going to win. I'm confident. I'm feeling good about the Wolves, too. Me, too. <laughs> Is it bad that I'm feeling good about Ars- Arsenal? Arsenal wins three games, and all of a sudden Eric's no, I don't bullish talk- on all the Minnesota sports <laughs> yeah. teams. I don't talk about Arsenal like that. We, we are quiet. I know. I know. I know. I'm just saying that this it's your cup is spilling over into the other sports. And I think (laughs) (laughs) we can tell, we know you, we've been doing the pot. I'm sorry. I know we, we didn't coin the name rain cloud, Eric for nothing. So Eric Eric sits back on his couch, (sighs) another wind shuts the TV off and he just whispers to himself (laughs) and he's thinking it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move into a quick talk on some soccer. Um, the Premier League is completely unpredictable. The only thing that's predictable it's, them, it's out them. of its mind right now. It's incredibly crazy. The, the I don't know. The table is impossible to understand at this. The point. script writers, the script writers have outdone themselves. What, what this I have season. been thinking to myself mm. is, if I was stranded on a desert island, and the only way off that desert island is if I correctly picked the order of the twenty teams in the table of the Premier League after three games and i had infinity guesses could i get off the island ever and i think the answer is no fuck no too many permutations you couldn't do it there's no well, if you have infinity guesses you could do them all but yeah yeah it would take so, me like you'd start first like, okay we're talking about yeah. that's true guess them all i think that there's no way um i think if you even if you had to guess the top 12 i don't think you could do there's it there's no way in the top five right now you have leads and points. i think i think you could get i think you would get if you guessed City first, you'd get that right, and then I think 
everything else okay, after they're, that. They're not first. No, no, no. But I'm just saying, oh, if you oh, were yeah. to like, if if you had to start mm-hmm. it, and you're like, okay, who's going to be first? You'd be like Manchester City, and you'd put them at the top, and then you go that would be it. the one that you could you could likely correctly predict. Everything else would be an absolute crapshoot. Someone said today, I saw on Twitter, they said this is the greatest bottom half of the table that the Premier League will ever have. It has 11 Southampton, 12 Chelsea, 13 Aston Villa, 14 Man United, 15 Bournemouth, 16 Liverpool, 17 Everton, 18 Wolves, 19 Leicester City, and 20 West Ham. Ugh. <laughs> West Ham is winless. Rough it's... fucking start. And we were like, we were talking about bullish. We were bullish on West Ham. I know. West Ham for I top five, top six. believe how the league has gone. So the big things that happened this weekend, um, an all-time game in the Premier League between Man City and uh, Newcastle, who if you're looking for a team to jump on the bandwagon with and you want the next city, uh, Newcastle's the next city. They have more money than all other teams in the league by a lot combined. Like Crazy. Something like the wealth of the owner of Newcastle has more money, is like 75% of the money in the whole Premier League. Oh, my God. He has is like three money? times as much money. As, I don't know who he is. He has like three times as much money as all of the other owners combined. So it's insane wealth. Um, they are, and that was and that was calculated when Roman Abramovich was still an owner, yeah. of wow. Chelsea, and he is a Russian oil oligarch. Like, so that just shows you is on a yeah. different planet than the, everybody else who owns these teams. So they go to City, or no, they're at home, and they it was at Newcastle, and yeah. they are up three to one before Kevin De Bruyne decides to just completely, you know play some of the most insane passes ever the game ends 3-3 in just crazy fashion a red card was given and then taken away um city is still the best in the league even though they drew that game um but there is at least you know some kind of gap in their armor that maybe i don't know i was gonna say that's that that's the the champ is cut kind of it, uh, if it, performance. If it bleeds, it dies. Unfortunately, Liverpool yeah. is in no position. All we do is I was going to say, out. your team. So, so another big one, that. Ryan, it doesn't feel good to talk about, but Leeds United and their American players. Hold on, you guys are cutting out. I gotta, I'm going to have to drop. <laughs> That's their it. American We're doing it in person. We're back to in person. You can't be using that. Beat up on, on Chelsea. Now, I will say, Chelsea had a lot of chances to score, and they were like narrowly missing the net, and the goalie was making big saves. It could have gone quite the other way they scored a goal yeah. off sides um but it was like one of those things where they couldn't get a bounce and then suddenly they found themselves in a pit listen when you're going up against two of the premier players for the u.s men's national team <laughs> and racine wisconsin's <laughs> own jesse marsh you got another thing coming <laughs> so don't mess with leeds united states of america as the uh, the men in blazers are calling them uh, yeah. it was on it was unfun from a chelsea fans perspective but seeing brendan aronson score his first premier league goal as an american player under an american manager in the premier league was kind of cool like i fucking hated it i wish it would have been against another team but here we are so um yeah that was brutal um and then the big game of the week liverpool versus manu this i i believe as a fan of the sport i think this is the best rivalry in the entire premier league and it hasn't been. Yeah. It has been not. It's been very one-sided. But just like for the history of the Premier League, this is just such a bitter war. It's it. Liverpool it's has it. Yeah. Had their fucking number for so long now. 
uh, for like four and a half years straight, they haven't lost to him or something. Five, five, five yeah, yeah. Um, and then you get a really throwback performance from a young uh, United team benched Ronaldo, who benched Harry Maguire, benched him hard. Didn't have Casemiro in their team yet, and you know, for the first half, they were the they were the much better team. And Old Trafford was alive, it really and was. well, yeah. This it was. Uh, I did say earlier in the year, I said to some Liverpool fans, I said, Liverpool's midfield is not good, and it's going to haunt them. And mm-hmm. they're they're good everywhere else, but you their did. midfield You said it on this podcast. Old. And and it, they looked, with Milner and Henderson in there, they looked yes. old and slow. And they pulled him out. Mm-hmm. And then VVD looks like he's just never in the right spot. Like, what was he doing? They were, like, VVD. ready to fucking fight on the field. Yeah, um, it wasn't good. Liverpool is not used to a start like this or even a three-game stretch where they draw twice and lose once. Um, they are reeling, which is good. They need to be. They need to take this very seriously. So how much how much fun would it be to have Liverpool relegated next season? I'm kidding. It'll never happen. It just, It'll yeah, never happen. It's just, just nobody's worried about that. But, yeah, obviously, I'd, I'd, I don't know what I'd do. I'd have to obviously support them and maybe pick a team that isn't relegated also. Well, West Ham might be right behind you, so it wouldn't be. Uh, I couldn't that go far to my backup, a... backup. Yeah, yeah. I, I, guys, I think I that like Newcastle that might be. <laughs> <laughs> if if I had to put money on it, I would bet that Liverpool is in the top four, and I'd feel pretty comfortable still making. Oh, very. But isn't it funny I, that just just a few weeks, a few short weeks into this season, I'm already like. Well, you know, maybe we're not we're not going to win this year, you know. And Ryan and I both picked Liverpool to win when yeah. our prediction segment, and it just already feels so over. And it's not, All right. you okay. know, it's not. Let's, but holy let's, shit! Let's get to the bad. let's get to Eric. I don't want to let him. Let's let's let him gloat. No, no, no. We're gloating. We're gonna we're gonna gloat. We're gonna gloat all over yeah, the podcast about how good ours. I just we're gonna be effusive. Hey, Arteta. They're beating teams that they should beat. And um, Gabriel Jesus looks really good. Okay, so well done. That's are it. you are you a Jesus follower now? Are you are you coming to the Church of Jesus? Yeah, is that I'm, what you're? I am. We got Mohammed. <laughs> we got Mohammed El Neni, and we got Gabriel Jesus both on our team. Wow. And now we just need you Tammy Abraham. Now we just need Tammy Abraham, and we're good to go. <laughs> yeah. But no, uh, I I I am pleased, and I I don't think we're title contenders. I think we are serious top four contenders and that's okay because that would be the next step so I'm and really eric happy. you deserve this you deserve this because i don't know if eric, jim i'm sure you remember eric probably has blocked it out of his memory mm. three weeks into the season last year it was dark mm-hmm. and i mean was, i mean dark it was for eric good he was in a bad place yeah um not necessarily personally but from a sports perspective was not he was not okay, and we we had to send a couple med checks to his house to make sure he was still okay. Yep. You know, it was it was quarantine; we couldn't really see each other, so we had to just make sure that the pulse was still beating. Yeah, we sent him some of those masseuses we found on Craigslist, and that turned turned him around. But well, yeah, it was weird. It said like the Deshaun special, and we just we just kind of went with it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I'm I'm pleased, and I think that the show was really cool to watch the show from last year, even though I had kind of a sad ending. Mm-hmm. It was uh, you could see that that um, they're they're trying to build something. They're still the youngest team in the league, which is is good. So um, I don't know. It'll be fun. The, the end of the transfer window is going to be wild. Chelsea is for sure making moves. Man United is for sure making looks like a lot of moves. Um, is I Liverpool making moves now? You think? Liverpool? No, 
They're not linked to anybody right now. I would say that um, yikes. This is this is the worst thing I can say about Liverpool, and I'm not trying to hurt your feeling. When I was watching Liverpool today, I thought to myself, this reminds me of the second year that Favre was the Vikings, and they didn't sign anyone really, and they tried to bring it all back, and then they mm-hmm. were like, kind of, that's yeah. what it kind of... Well, except they signed Nunez, and... Yeah, no, I get it. They lost Mane, and they signed Nunez, but, like, they just haven't really invested enough in the team this year, yeah. and they should be refreshing the roster. I would... I. I'm kind of hoping this loss puts some pressure on ownership. To not I was going to say, if anything, down. if anything good comes out of this loss, it will be maybe they'll panic buy and overpay for maybe a, a midfielder that they could use. Don't care, but, do it. You know who cares? It's not your money. Like who gives a shit? There's they no don't cash. buy that. Ma- they don't buy that many players, so it wouldn't be that outrageous. They don't so. even spend their fucking money, hardly, dude. They can. The only thing money. is, is they they signed you know Mo to the big deal, so. Um, who knows? It'll be fun. Like Eric said, we got like what a week left yeah. in the transfer window. It ends like the first of uh, September or something yeah. like that. So yeah. it'll be it's going to be a wild next eight days. Or mm. so. Yikes! All right, guys, that's it. That's all the time we have this week on the Nordies Podcast. Hope you hopefully you guys enjoyed all three of our episodes. Our Thrones cast for the first episode of Game of Thrones. Our screencast, where we talked about all types of shows. We rewatched the prestige. It was awesome. And then our sports cast here. Uh, we'll be back with you guys next week with three more episodes. Send us all your questions about all these topics. We love to hear from you guys. Until then, thanks for hanging out with your good friends here at the Nordies Podcast. 